if you were to use one word to differentiate yourselves, it's quite a hot space mm. from others in that space, like New Voice Media, etc. You know, is integration that word? Yes, definitely. Oh, you really understood our business pretty well. I do interviews with candidates, and they're not able You're to say it. Me. Uh, no, I swear, I swear. And very often, I'm super disappointed. I'm like, am I the only one that understood <laughs> what we are doing? Uh, and no, yeah, integrations. The f really. We, we believe in the fact that co with a regular phone system, in the, the, the phone conversation is being lost very easily. Um, so, you know, integrating to all the business tools. Today, what happens in companies is that all business tools are going into the SaaS, okay? Yeah. So it's SaaS, Absolutely. everything is in the cloud. Yep. So now we have the opportunity to, to integrate with all those single tools. So yes. if every single person that uses the phone system we'll get like some value of it. And not just, hey, I met a call and, and that's it, we spoke and it's a commodity. Yes. No, now we bring value. So Absolutely. that's our big uh, differentiation compared to the others. We are building over 100 integration just in 2019. Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories, and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. Episode 72 of 40 Minutes of SaaS is the first part of a four-part mini-series with Jonathan Angulov, co-founder and COO of Airco, founded in Paris in 2013. Its mission is to unlock the power of voice, specifically the power of telephone calls through integrating with the intercoms, Salesforces and Zendesks of this world. It's doing dozens of millions in revenue after raising 41 million in investment. And Jonathan reveals to 14 Minutes of SaaS that its valuation is already north of 250 million US dollars. It's a leader in G2's contact center operations grid and at time of writing has a perfect score for both company and CEO in Glassdoor. We have Jonathan Angulov, co-founder at Aircall. That's a cloud phone system and call center system that integrates with most CRMs. Delighted to have you on 14 Minutes of SaaS here in the Dublin Tech Summit. My pleasure, Stefan. It's really nice to be here. It's great to meet you. So tell me a little bit. I know you have uh, an interesting cultural background and you, you grew up in France. Can you? Tell us a little bit about uh, your background and then maybe your childhood and uh, all the way up to when you, you got into, the, into working. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm French actually because I'm born and raised in France, but I'm actually not really French uh, from a blood perspective. Um, my mother is born and, and raised in Bulgaria. Uh, she immigrated uh, in France in the 70s, illegally of course, uh, because by the time Bulgaria was still under communism. Uh, and yeah, she, she came in France and, uh, and uh, started her career uh, as a model, actually. So that was a funny place. Uh, but um, I never knew my father. So until like recently, actually, I, I didn't know what was my other side. And I actually did this, uh, this DNA test called 23andMe. Uh, it was last summer. And uh, I discovered that I'm half Lebanese. So my father is probably somewhere uh, from Lebanon. Uh, which was a, a really funny thing. And uh, yeah, about my childhood, I, I, I really grew up in Paris, uh, went to P French school, business school then, 
started a career as a stockbroker um, in, the, in the early days. And then he started Airco uh, when I was 20, 27, and now wow. I'm 32, so five years almost. So it's been, a, it's been a, a, a bit of a rocket ship in those five years compared to most people's yes. uh, startup experiences, uh, which is why, of course, you're here um, telling your story. Um, so you're, you, you, you worked uh, with equities and stockbroking and, uh, and stuff like that. What, what attracted you into that area? I suppose the answer is maybe money, but w what drew you into it? And In finance, you mean? Yes. Uh, finance, actually, it was not money at all. Um, I'm really passionate by economy in general. I really, really like business, uh, how companies work. Uh, and how they make money. So very early I was super interested in how the economy works, uh, how the market, so the public market, uh, can react to a, a simple thing. So, you know, it's a butterfly effect. So a simple announcement, a, a profit warning can mess up a whole company. Uh, and I was always really interested in that. So uh, very, uh, very n like normal uh, business school, they push their students uh, hey, either you have to be a, a, a good guy in finance, either in, uh, in consulting. And, you know, I, I got trapped into that somehow, even though deeply in myself, I knew I, I won't do that for long, especially I was really uh, already an entrepreneur. When I was 20, I bought my first apartment with like student loans, uh, so kind of illegal. Uh, so French bank, I hope they don't <laughs> listen to that. But yeah, I did a few loans to be able to buy very tiny flats in Paris, then rent them out to different people uh, and make a little bit of money, pay my studies uh, that way because I had to pay my studies. Um, and I always had this entrepreneur spirit. And I remember in business school, when people were asking what they want to do later, I was more like entrepreneur and people were like, so what are you doing at school? And I was like, that's two different things. I, I want to learn things. I want to start maybe a career and we'll see where it takes me. And uh, after a few years, I was just like, ah, I, I have so many ideas, things I, I want to build. And this opportunity of creating Airco uh, with my co-founders came up uh, to my mind. And, uh, and there we are. Um, we started four co-founders back in end of 2013 uh, with the idea of revolutionizing the phone system industry. Uh, people were laughing about it. Uh, by the time I remember seeing an entrepreneur in the telco business in the beginning in San Francisco. And uh, he was like, dude, you're just going the wrong way there. <laughs> and, uh, and I recently saw him again and uh, I was like, so. So what are you saying to me now? <laughs> uh, exactly. And uh, he was like, yeah, but you, you're still small. I was like, come on, we are 200 people you know, uh, making a few, few dozen of millions uh, of, uh, of revenues, so. And this uh, guy that made the comment, uh, don't worry, I won't ask for name, but uh, is that someone who started a company from zero to 200 people before? Not at all, he's just <laughs> a, a CEO like. Uh, Works you know, his way up through the system. Exactly. Just doesn't uh, understand how hard it is. No, right? it doesn't understand at all. Uh, yeah. But yeah. you know, uh, there, there is still a lot to accomplish. I stay very humble on what we've done. Um, it's good, we are disrupting our, our market. Uh, we even have copycats now being built wow. uh, on, our, on our business. So it's interesting to see that uh, we attract people and even the big guys are copying our strategy now. Amazing. So, so it's good. It's a great uh, sign. But I stay humble in a way that I haven't accomplished so much. You know, 200 employees, a few dozen, dozens of millions of revenue is nothing uh, in the in the telco business. I can't say exactly, <laughs> but a few. Um, 
but it, it, it's small in the telco business when you compare it to a Cisco or a Ring Central that just announced that they're making a billion dollar revenue. So you know, we are small, but yeah. we are coming. You know, we are we are coming, and uh, we have a, a very unique way uh, of thinking of the telco business of how. Uh, uh, Airco will interact with all the software businesses use to make every phone conversation unique and count. If you were to use one word to differentiate yourselves, it's quite a hot space mm. from others in that space, like new voice media, etc. You know, is integration that word? Yes, definitely. Oh, you really understood our business pretty well. I do interviews with candidates. And they're not able You're to say it. Uh, no, I swear, I swear. And very often I'm super disappointed. I'm like, am I the only one that understood <laughs> what we are doing? Uh, and no, yeah, integrations. The f really, we, we believe in the fact that co with a regular phone system, in the, the, the phone conversation is being lost very easily. Um, so, you know, integrating to all the business tools. Today, what happens in companies is that all business tools are going into the SaaS, okay? Yeah. So it's SaaS, Absolutely. everything is in the cloud. Yep. So now we have the opportunity to, to integrate with all those single tools. So yes. if every single person that uses the phone system will get like some value of it and not just, hey, I met a call and, and that's it, we spoke and it's a commodity. Yes. No, now we bring value. So Absolutely. that's our big uh, differentiation compared to the others. We are building over 100 integration just in 2019. So you're not, you're not going into a company and asking them, uh, and recommending a partner to go in and integrate it with this and that and all of that rubbish that, that, that can happen. You're going in and you're, what are you you, using? You, your, your value is you guys work in whatever you're using because we, we're, you're going to be able to switch us on and get us going very, very quickly. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever. So the, the real strategy is that we want to go to a company and say, hey, what are the business tools you're using? All right. We integrate with all of them. Yeah. So your phone system will integrate with all of them. Isn't that amazing? And tomorrow, you want to add a new software, you will be able to integrate because we are building Airco like an API yeah. that will be able to integrate to anything. So we are really the phone brick into the business, basically. Yeah, uh, I interviewed uh, the CEO of Algolia, Nicolas Desaigne, yes. who's also from Paris, and <laughs> he, uh, or certainly founded Algolia in Paris and is expanding and headquartering out of San Francisco, you're in New York. Um, but he, he, he sees um, Algolia as a Lego brick, basically, that slots in as easily and beautifully as possible in the, in the stack uh, that, that people are using. So it seems like you're, 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 following, you're, you're following the SaaS API route, and yeah, it really is the rise exactly. of the SaaS API. And today. we are the brick, the phone brick. Absolutely. So, exactly so let me so. ask you something. Tell you guys empower people pretty much to create a call center, whether they're all together in a room or whether they're all distributed all over the world. Um, there's a lot of talk these, these days about the difference between being co-located in an office and being distributed. So you have a company like Envision that's raised 1.9 billion, they've got 800 people, no offices. Um, given that you've got the power to do all of that and that you, are, you would be particularly adept at it, have you ever been tempted to think about a distributed system or would you be in the future? Or what are the advantages of having the guys together in New York and in Paris? Distributed is, I think it's for very smart people. And I think we are not smart enough uh, to, to be able to do that. No, I'm serious. Uh, already managing two offices is extremely hard. And the few managers that we have that are managing people in Paris and in New York 
is extremely hard for them and, and we had a few fails. So having a distributed offices, people like all over the world, everywhere, I think it's extremely hard. And the fact that we are not smart enough to do it is okay <laughs> because we have a good product enough to not needing to be distributed. Today, for simple example, we have about six, seven percent of our revenues coming from Australia. Ah, I have never wow. stepped in Australia. <laughs> so six, seven percent guys coming from there and we don't need to be there to sell. So luckily enough, our product is extremely scalable, extremely simple to put in place. You know, you can create your phone system, your call center software anywhere in the world in a few minutes. So we don't need to have an office. And actually talking about failure, I love talking about failure because I think we failed more than anyone else, uh, <laughs> any company. Uh, we tried actually at some point to open an office in Berlin uh, because one of our first employees wanted to move there and we said, okay, well, we want to keep you. Let's try to open the office there. And after six, seven months, I realized, what did we win by opening the office? Are, are we better at something? It, it, do we grow faster than before? And I realized no. So I just thought, well, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, well, and obviously, when I talk about distributed, I don't mean co-located offices. I don't mean multiple offices. I mean people working from anywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. for the culture? Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough, super of course. Tough. It, it's fantastic when you get it right. But as you said, it needs a lot of, uh, you, need, you need to think through it a lot. It has some advantages. I mean, you can hire amazing people in, in zones that are not as expensive as, as, as mm. New York or Paris. Uh, uh, but for you, co-located works really well. Uh, yes. Okay. <clears throat> yes, and culture-wise, I think it's very hard to have people splitted all over, um, especially when you build a, a startup. I, I don't like to use the word startup, I'll say a company. Uh, but you know, it's so intense. You want to go so fast, so you need to have other shoulders you can rely on. In the next episode, part two of a four-part mini-series, Jonathan reveals what drives him as an entrepreneur and explains why he doesn't believe in losing the fear. He also talks a little bit more about the influence his late mother had on his life. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thanks to Mike Quill for his creativity and problem-solving skills and to Katsu for the music. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins, if you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and give the show a rating.